Hey guys, it's Pat, aka Jimmer Pat, and we're back with you with another episode of Dream Fit Unleashed. And today I have a super duper special guest today. We have the one and only Maggie Schaefer. Woo woo! Hello Maggie, how are you doing today? Good, excited to be here. Yeah, I love woo. it. I love it, I love it. So, Miss Maggie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what do you do? Uh, I'm a special education teacher, I teach middle school. And I just, yeah, I do that. I spend a lot of time with my family, paddleboard, spend a lot of time in the gym. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, cool. So, man, so let's, let's just quick little tangent. Like, you said you're a teacher. What has it been like the last two <laughs> years of being a teacher? What's that been like? Um, the analogy that's used a lot is that we're flying the plane and building it at the same time. <laughs> Um, I feel like that's somewhat accurate, but it definitely feels like there's no instructions. Uh, the first year of online learning was like, we figured it out and got, I think, pre- pretty good at it by the end. Uh-huh. Um, and then we had to switch back to in-person. And I think we're still seeing the effects of COVID on students and families and educators and the bounce back. And you have a lot of like things that come out of that. You know, I've always been curious to ask this, and I promise we're going to get into, like, the fitness stuff. I promise. <laughs> um, so how do you how do you teach? Uh, matter of fact, actually, let's, let me ask this question. What, what grade levels do you teach? So we have, like, some, like, parameters. I teach 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Okay. I specialize in reading. Um, so I work with students who a lot of times are, like, behind in reading or if they have an individualized educational plan. Um and they have, like, if they have a specific learning disability in reading, mm-hmm. those are my kiddos that I spend my majority of time with. But I also teach general education classes. So it's like, think about the best way I can use this. Like, think of yourself between the ages of, like, 11 and 14. Mm-hmm. And that's, you like, that is who I spend most of my time with. Okay, cool, cool. I like that. <laughs> cool, cool, questionable. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, so, okay, cool. So I guess I guess my follow-up question is, how do you, and I promise you're going to the fitness. Oh, I no, promise. you're good. Um, how do you teach a 6th, 7th, 8th grader anything through Zoom? How is that like, oh. how is that like a thing? Like, I'm just curious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Zoom life. I, um, I used a lot of interactive PowerPoints. So, like, as I would create things that kids would have to like fill in the blanks for as we went through class so it wasn't a lot of paper and packet work it was a lot more um it was a lot more engaging learning of just okay like all right everyone like quick like match up these words and like kids would have it on their screen and i'd put it online um yeah and i felt that kept and there was a lot of snack breaks okay snack breaks we had like (laughs) snack breaks and you don't think it's crazy but i had two hour zooms so oh, I was wow. with kids for a really long time online. Um, so we needed, I like needed a stack break. And yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's funny because like, I, I imagine myself like on a two hour Zoom and I just don't even picture a version of me like cognitively staying in tune for yeah. two hours. And I, a lot of educators were on Zoom from like six in the, like six, seven o'clock in the morning mm. with meetings until three or four o'clock in the afternoon. That's, oh my God. I was I lucky that our school made a schedule that was a lot more conducive to learning and people's like mental health so that that's that's fair great. that is fair i don't you, you got me beat i don't know that's <laughs> i'm still wondering how i would ever do that okay cool let me let me shift gears a little bit so tell us what is what is the life what is the life of a of a teacher and a sped teacher if, if, if you want to get more specific what is the life of a teacher 
who's on a journey, a fitness journey. Like, tell mm-hmm. us about your fitness journey. Like, just start there. Tell us about your fitness journey. Well, um, I grew up in a family that was very active and, like, was really privileged to be able to participate in whatever sports or activities we wanted to. So all of me and my siblings grew up playing softball and play like I remember taking like ice skating lessons and dance and soccer um and so we just really active household I did a triathlon when I was in like high school how was that (laughs) oh I mean it was like through high school like they had a class that you would go train eighth period every day it was awesome um it was really cool but and I went to college and coached swimming and uh played lacrosse and did all that and was like really active and i was on a pretty small campus that was really active Mm -hmm. got to my first year of teaching and all of a sudden like your first year of teaching is straight up like you have to have a buddy who tells you to leave because you like end up spending 90 percent of your time at school of like wake up at five at school at 6 a.m don't leave school till seven, eight o'clock at night, go home, eat, go to bed. And like, that is your life. Um, uh, quick question. Let me, I want to touch on that real quick. Yeah. Cause I, I guess, you know, we don't really understand the life of a teacher. Like what, what does the life of a teacher even look like? And I know you mentioned the first year, but yeah. like, like I, I guess my perception of a teacher is, you know, I think you, obviously you teach students all day. Um, but I think the good majority of us think you start the day and then you end the day around like four or 5 PM and that's it. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, <laughs> right? So walk us through like the real life of a teacher. Okay, so I would say the real life of a teacher is in your first like one, two, three years, you're just creating things all the time, and you're creating like le- like there always are people who are like, oh, like there's lessons out there to use, but mm-hmm. like most of us like learn really well by like creating from scratch or like having a template and then creating. Um, but your time is spent like the facets of teaching are like the actual, like you in with students is like a pretty small piece of it. It's the Mm. most important piece of it, but it's a smaller piece. And then the rest of your time is like creating materials, grading materials. Uh, I spend a lot of time communicating with families and chatting with parents, um, on top of it. Like, if you're at a school that we don't have, that is like a very like quote unquote community school. Okay. You are also coaching like two or three sports. You coach too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or you run art club or you like run some extracurricular. And then like, you're not just teaching like one class. You teach like four or five different classes. So you're prepping student materials and you're grading, you're grading things and community with parents from five different classes. So it's not just like you go home and you work on one thing. Um, and everything is new almost every day, depending on the schedule. So your first, second, third year, you're just creating all these things. And your time from literally 6, and like six 7 o'clock in the morning until like 7, 8 o'clock at night is just like doing schoolwork. And then you get a friend who tells you you can't do that. Or you get, like, like you get yourself an accountability buddy (laughs) who says, like, hell no, you are not coming in at 6 and leaving at 6. Like, pick one. Um, Like, you can pick to either stay late or come early. And then by, like, I'm, this is my, this was my fifth year. Mm -hmm. And so by now, I have created so many things. And I've, like, 
luckily, like, I have not, our curriculum hasn't changed. If your curriculum changes, you're starting from scratch again. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. But, like, my curriculum hasn't really changed. Um, and also, like, my, all the things I create since I do special education, I can reuse and re- retweak every year and, like, do sure, for like, different templates. things. Yeah. yeah. So, this year was actually, like, the first year that I was like, oh, like, in a normal school setting, not with Zoom. Okay. That I was like, oh, like, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to roll up at 7. <laughs> and then I'm going to leave at 3.15. Okay. And then when I go home, if I, like, want to work on things, I can. But if I don't want to work on things, like, I can use my, like, two planning periods during the day to, like, bust out work. But also, it's, yeah. So, I learned a new job this year as well. So, it was just... It's a, it's a time-consuming thing. Like, there's weekends that you don't have a weekend. And that is, like, okay. Um, it's just, like, part of what you sign up for. So, so with that being said, so, I, mean, I, I like how <laughs> my, like, perception of teacher dad just automatically changes conversation. I like that. Yeah. Um, so, when you have, like, such a demanding time schedule, like, how do you – I guess let me ask you personally. Like, how do you yeah. – how do you fit in fitness? Because you said you're waking up at 6 or 7 – and you're essentially, I mean, you said you're done by 315, but then you have to create lessons, you have to grade. So, like, it sounds like the reality is you're definitely nowhere near done around three. So, how, how do you personally stay on track with what you got to do? I mean, you don't. That's, like, the reality. I think that's, like, the reality of it is that um, you can. Like, the beauty of it is that a lot of, I think a lot of people run really well on, like, a schedule. Mm-hmm. where Or they have, like, some type of routine. And once you get yourself in a routine, it's really, like, I find it's really motivating and easy Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, like, right after school, like, I have my gym bag in the car and I go, like, I go to the gym. Or I wake up, like, an hour earlier and I go to the gym in the morning and have my school stuff in my gym bag and then I change and go to school. Um, But I think that the beauty of life and also, like, the double-edged sword of it is that routines change and they have to change. Because our lives do not just stay stagnant. Um, and I think that's where, like, you see a lot of, like, nurses and teachers have a harder time sometimes maintaining, like, a really strict fitness regimen. Mm-hmm. Because, especially with, like, COVID, routines just change so drastically that all of a sudden you, like, will get yourself into a groove. And then, oh, crap, like, routine has changed. Like, this, like, this time I had devoted to this, like, I can't use that time anymore. So you have to, like... You take, like, a little bit to get yourself into a new groove and get going. I find that, like, I am a healthier, better person and, like, just mentally a better person and happier person when I, like, give myself time to, like, focus on my health and my fitness. I like it. So, let me – let me. I kind of want to touch on that because I think you had a really awesome point there. So, you started with saying that you you don't maintain it. You don't have, like, this – Basically, like, you don't maintain this regimented, always training schedule. Like, how did you get yourself to a place where, like, you were okay with that? Because I do think it's very common in fitness journeys that people get very discouraged. Mm. The fact that they aren't able to maintain, like, a super strict routine. So how, how did you get yourself to a place where, and maybe some days aren't as easy, but, like, how did you get yourself to a place where it was, like, you were okay with it? Um, I think that, like, after, when we were in Zoom world, my fitness time was, like, my day was almost cut in half a little bit. Um, and so I was done with work by, like, one thirty, 
one thirty, two o'clock. And mm-hmm. it was really nice because, like, I just go to the gym and I could be there for however long I wanted to and, like, live up my best little, like, fitness life and then go home and, like, go to bed at a decent time and go to work. And, like, I had a really, really beautiful work-life balance. Yeah. Um, but then when, like, we went back to school, like, all of a sudden it's like, no, you can't just go to the gym at one thirty, two o'clock. Like, yeah. you're with kids till 3, 15. No more snack breaks. No more. I mean, <laughs> hey. <laughs> We get creative. Uh, this is Starbucks across the street. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But um, it was really hard because all of a sudden, like, a part of my life that I really loved, like, I couldn't just do that. Like, I couldn't do it the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really discouraging. And then I think, like, I – and I felt like, damn, like, my, my schedule's messed up. Like, now I can't do this. Like, that's so frustrating. Like, oh, uh, and I just got really upset about it. And then one day I kind of looked at it and I thought, well, that doesn't mean, like, I don't go. Yeah. It doesn't mean sure. I don't do the thing. It just means that, like, now I do the thing differently or I do the thing at a different time. And I, like, don't – I make choices, like, instead of, like, going to happy hour every day after school. Like, I mm-hmm. say no. Like, I go once a week and I go to the gym other times or I just make changes. I, like – I recognize you have to give up some things and it's like a choice. Yeah, that's big, but it's a choice. Like, what do you, what are you willing to give up? Because the reality is like, for me, like I wasn't willing to give up feeling really good. I wasn't willing to give up feeling strong or feeling empowered Mm -hmm. through fitness. And I would much rather give up my 45 minute nap. Or, <laughs> like, if we're being real, because I, so, I love day of school, man. It can wipe you out. <laughs> like, talk to a teacher. First week, they're back from August. All of them are asleep on their couches by 7 o'clock. Wow. Okay. Like, 100%, I guarantee you. Like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I, like, started watching TV, fell asleep, 7 o'clock. Um, it's just really exhausting mentally and, like, emotionally. It's different. But I think that, like, the reality is, like, I said one day, like, okay, wait, I'm not going to give this up. This is really important to me. I have to change my schedule. And, like, that's okay. And now, actually, I feel I feel a lot more empowered knowing that if something doesn't work at the exact time I wanted it to, that's okay. That, like, I can, like, days don't have to be this exact thing. Like, if I don't make it in the morning, that's okay. I can make it in the afternoon. Or... Well, it's good, like, if this was supposed to be my rest day, but, like, ooh, I want to take my rest day tomorrow, so, like, going to switch things around, and that is, like, I think having, like, having some type of schedule or routine is wonderful, and also having some flexibility with it can makes it, makes it more sustainable. You know, I, I love that, and I think, I think a really good point that you mentioned is, you know, having a routine that is flexible, because, you know, something that I notice a lot is people will have these super-duper strict like routines or regiments or and you know when you you miss a workout in the morning or you miss a workout at night because xyz happened a lot of people enter this like automatic depression where like oh gosh i didn't make it in the morning so everything's wrong everything's messing up i'm no longer on my journey this is everything's going bad it feels like i think a lot of people feel like oh my gosh like i didn't do the thing and now like none of i think they forget like the thing is like a little piece And there's, like, so many other factors in. And once you change your mentality of, like, one day is not going to ruin all of my other 80, then it's, like, so so much. (laughs) It's so freeing because you're, like, oh, like, it's okay that this didn't happen this way. Like, I have tomorrow to look forward to or I have this. Like, oh, I didn't go to the gym. Instead, I went paddleboarding. And, like, still I'm getting, like, 
the things my body needs. It just like isn't exactly the schedule I thought. And that's really freeing. You know, I, I like that you mentioned like the paddleboarding thing because I think we often forget that, you know, gym and fitness in general doesn't always have to be in a physical gym. It can be as simple as paddleboarding. It can be simple as going for a long walk. It can be as simple as playing volleyball. And I think we definitely do forget that there's there's avenues outside of a traditional gym setting that, you know, help you get to the goal you're trying to get to. And not to mention having that like flexibility of like like you mentioned, like, okay, if I didn't go in the gym in the morning, I can just go at night. And it is a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. However, I think you said it best, kinda like prioritizing just like your goal in general. Oh and I okay, let me, I do want to switch gears a little bit. So you know, as as a teacher, so like, what are some like hacks that you discovered along the way to like help your fitness journey? Yeah. And it don't they don't have to be like super practical, but like just like almost like tips. Like, what are some tips you learned? Because you've been doing this for five years, so obviously you've learned some tricks here and there along the way. Yeah. Um. I like there's different like the. I think that everyone's job has, like, a hot, like, a hard season or, like, a really busy season. Mm -hmm. Um, And teachers have, like, that, too. Like, we have busy seasons, and then we get into, like, the flow of things, and then we get another busy season. And I think, like, knowing, like, when the busy seasons are and being willing to change your routine in those is really helpful. So, like, I know know at the end of the school year – that April and that May, it is, like, the – it's a long – it's, like, long (laughs) – but it's fast. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, those are the times that I need my... Like, those are the times that I know, like, waking up at 5 in the morning, like, is just not it. Like, I don't wake up feeling rejuvenated. And so, like, I know during those times, like, I'm going to become an... I'm going to afternoon gym it. Um, I think also, like, meal planning. Like, the gym is great. But, like, if you're not feeling your body well, like, the gym isn't going to feel as good. That's very true. Um, And so I think that, like, I make sure that I pick a day on the weekend to, like, meal prep. And, like, I, like, there's so many of them on Pinterest and all, like, but, like, teachers are known to find, like, the nice little templates that are super cute for things. Okay. And that's very, very true. But, like, I have, like, a template for grocery shopping that, like, makes my grocery shopping faster. So that, like, it's really easy to meal plan and grocery shop in the same sheet. Mm-hmm. And then it's easy to, like, plan things for the week. And, like, I always try to make sure that I plan, like, meals at work that I can, like, space out. And then also I don't necessarily have to refrigerate all the time. And, mm-hmm. like, because sometimes, like, not every school has, like, a really wonderful system for that or set up for that. Um, but I think, like, just finding, like, the nooks and the things in your world that you can systemize is super helpful. Like knowing that in the morning, like I get out my gym clothes and I put them in my gym bag or knowing that like, I always pick out my outfit for school the night before. And I, I religiously get myself to bed at a decent time. The people who don't sleep, like, oof, you are making life really (laughs) hard. Like, Oh, you can't be a thriving human without sleep. That's so <laughs> and, real. And, like, I know you know that, but, like, I know even you sometimes don't follow that advice. Oh, man. <laughs> when I tell you, sleep has always been my kryptonite. I am still working on a make that one a oh reality. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and, and I do love what you said where essentially planning ahead for the crazy seasons. I yeah. mean, I think I think that is the one of the biggest missing keys in a lot of journeys in general is – people forget that you have to plan ahead you have to plan in advance 
if you don't plan and you're like guessing your fitness along the way, it's, in my experience, it always never, ever works out. Um, but I do want to touch on one, like, another thing too. So you mentioned like the last, like kind of like the last three months or last two months of a school year are insane essentially. So like walk us through what it's like in the beginning, the middle and the end of the year. Like how much does that like change mm. or affect your fitness journey? The beginning of the year, you've just had like, and this is not always true for every teacher. I am really lucky that I get paid. My salary is divided up over 12 months. So like I am paid through the summer, which is wonderful. Um, and that is not the case for a lot of teachers. Like, mm-hmm. and also I'm very lucky that like I am privileged in the fact that like I get paid as a teacher. I get paid pretty well here where I live. Um, and so I don't run into the whole like having to have a summer job. So, like, in the fall, you come back, and you're, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Okay. Like, oh, like... <laughs> Ready for like, it. They, okay, like, everyone jokes, like, oh, I need another month. But, like, the reality is, like, I think people do feel rejuvenated and ready to go. And so, like, it's really easy to, like, get back into the swing of, like, a fitness routine at the beginning, even though it's very, very busy, because, like, you just feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get into, like, the fall and the, the winter months, and, mm-hmm. like first semester and it's really easy to get into routines there because you have breaks that happen like you have half of december off um because like winter break right and it's really long and so it's really easy to like get yourself into like a great routine of like because you're not having to work as much um i mean a lot of us do work in different ways during that time but like i after a few years i i take that time off um (laughs) But, yeah, like, the fall and the winter is just very, like, okay, I can get into a routine. Like, this feels good. And then you hit, like, that February. Uh-oh. And February is – it's so long. Like, you go from January to, like, March, April-ish. Uh-huh. And there's no break. Spring break is very long a ways. And so – and, like, the weather is kind of gloomy. Kids spend a lot of time indoors for a break. So, like, you all of a sudden are, like, having to have children in your room who are, like, holed up and have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And so when those things happen, like, you can leave a school day feeling really tired. Mm-hmm. Partly because, like, the part, a huge part of it is the weather. Um, and just there's no, like, real break for you. Okay. Um, and in those times, I think that is when your fitness is the most important. Interesting. It's the hardest. It is the absolute hardest. But it is the most important because... Like, that is the time of year where teachers start to get short with kids. And that is the time of year where if you are not feeling, like, if you are not fulfilling yourself outside of school, like, you just take on your persona as a teacher in your whole entire life. And it is so important to spend time with yourself that is not as, like, as I joke, like, it's not Miss Shaver. Like, I get to go be Maggie, and I get to go do other things. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to do in the winter. And so that's why the gym is so important to like give your body what it needs because of that time to itself. Tell, uh, tell yeah. us a little more about that. So you, you said it's important to essentially like rediscover yourself midway through the year. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious to hear more about that. Like in, in the life of a teacher, like how, how lost do you get? And then how, and what did you do to like refine yourself, so to speak? Well, and I, I say this as a teacher who is um, who is not married and a teacher who does not have children of their own. Mm-hmm. And so my – like, I, I am able to devote more of my time to being, like – to being Miss Shaver. Um, 
which is like my like it's not my teacher persona i don't know why that word feels wrong but it is like who i am in a school building yeah um and that person makes decisions for every other for everyone else that person like has say like runs a classroom and like has to like has to constantly be a nurse an educator um a social worker a therapist um sometimes i do like freaking couples counseling for students like i spend a like my day is spent with like everyone asking something of me Mm -hmm. um miss can you do this miss i need this miss can i go do that um, and so you spend like so much time making decisions for other people. And then when you finally get like a moment like to, and I, on top of it, I coach sports. Yeah. So like I, my, my day extended as Miss Shaver is, or my day is extended as Miss Shaver. Mm-hmm. So when I finally get that moment to just like listen to whatever music I want. Okay. And like go do whatever feels good for my body. And not have to think, like, oh, someone is going to ask something of me. It is, it is so nice. Like, I cannot imagine how people who are full-time parents and who are teachers Ooh, do it. That sounds like quite a combo. Because you, like, go – because you start your day with people who need something from you. Mm-hmm. You go through the day with people who need things from you. Including, including, like, I mean, I'm not even talking about administration. Like, because, yeah. oh, my God, they ask a million five things. <laughs> but, like, you get, and then you get home and, like, you people who need things from you. Like, that sounds, like, I cannot imagine how people who are working parents as well, like, are able to balance fitness. And so, me as myself as, like, a single person who doesn't have children, like, it's very easy to balance. Like, it's easier because I can be like, ah, my time as Miss Shaver is over. I am off the clock. <laughs> I go Clock home. <laughs> I like make food that feels good for me. Like I spend time with my dog. No one calls me Miss Shaver. Like I don't talk to anybody. Like I just like and my just sit in myself and it's so nice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but like and as an adult you're like I, there's like people who are extroverted and they're like, no, that sounds terrible. And I'm like, ah, oh, what a gift. <laughs> like, oh, so what a gift. I'm done. What a gift. I'm done. Okay, let's uh, that made my day a little bit. <laughs> Uh, let me switch gears again real quick. So, yeah. um, so let me ask this. So, uh, you know, as a seasoned teacher, so I think you mentioned you've been doing it for five, five years. Is that correct? Yeah. So this is my, this was my sixth year in education. Year. Okay. Fifth year at my school. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so what advice would you give like a first year teacher coming in that has a fitness goal and is completely new to the whole realm? Yeah. What, what advice would you give them? I guess one, not to burn out and two about their fitness journey. Oh, burnout ah. <laughs> <laughs> or are they just doomed is that, is that what it's sounding okay, okay, like okay. you're not doomed i mean <laughs> okay you're not doomed Based, okay i have two pieces of advice. so unconvincing i love it <laughs> i mean ah, i don't like to lie to people <laughs> um okay one you have to find someone in your school that you can steal from like 10,000 like find that google drive man like it is there i swear it's there like find yourself someone at school who like you look up to who like is willing to give you advice and who like and like don't be shy to ask for it like i think like the teachers the first especially first year the first year teachers that are able to like walk into a teacher lounge and be like 
I am, I am fucking losing this battle. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Someone help me. And, like, listen to, like, the advice of other people who, like, have done this. Like, because we've all been there. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, a wealth of knowledge there. The teachers that are able to, like, say, like, I am not doing well. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know it's, and, like, the reality is that it's on you. Like, that's the crappiest thing. But, like. But it's real. Yeah. It's but real. it is. Like. You can blame kids all you can want. You can blame admin all you want. But the reality is, like, you run your classroom. And, like, you have to figure out how to do that. Um, and it is so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. Um, but there are, like, everyone's been through it. And so finding someone and, like, humbling yourself to say, like, I have not figured this out yet. But there is, like, 20 or 30 other people in this room who have. They all do it differently. And, like, stealing bits and things from them. Mm-hmm. Like, an everyday trying. Because, like, it's, it ain't going to be perfect. Like, <laughs> you're going to have a shit storm. Like, I, I, like, it's going to happen. Like, there is no first-year teacher that was like, oh, that was easy. That was fun. Like, <laughs> no one feels that way. And that is okay. It is, like, a le- like, take it as a learning year. Take it as, like, a guinea pig year. Try things. Um, and, like, when they don't work, that doesn't mean you didn't work. It just means, like, there needs to be tweaking. Okay. And then oh, with the fitness thing... Like, the, not everything that you're handed at school is a number one priority. Ooh. It's not. Okay. Like, you're going to be asked to do a million things. And it is, like, and, like, they, and I think that there's this mantra or there's this belief in education that, like, what we do is so important because, like, we're educating kids. Yeah. But the reality of it is that, like, you cannot be a fruitful educator if you are not giving yourself what you need. Like, you, you, it does not matter how wonderful a teacher you are. Like, if you are tired and burnt out and you aren't giving yourself, like, you aren't giving yourself the walk that you need. Or you're not giving yourself, like, the vegetables and the fruits. Like, if you're not doing those things, like, you can't be the best educator in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it is okay to say, like, ugh that grading is not happening today because like I need to like, cause I really want to go on a 45 minute walk or mm-hmm. it is okay to say, you know what? Like, uh, I like really don't want to put this off. Like I, like I have lesson plans due, but like, man, like I have a planning period tomorrow and I can get that lesson plan done. Like it is okay to prioritize time. Mm-hmm. And I used to do sticky notes that was like need to do today would like to do today can do tomorrow. Ooh, I like that system. Yeah, and then it was like my... Because then it made it so much more manageable and not everything felt like number one priority because, like, if it was the sticky note of, like, would like to do today and it didn't get to happen, it just got moved to tomorrow's and that's okay. They're always... The list will never end. You will never check off everything you want to do in a day and, like, once you realize that, like, not everything is number one priority, then you, like, free up a lot more space in your life for things that you need to be oh, man. the best I, self you can be. That is <laughs> that is the best advice I've ever heard. Wow. Um, and I would even go as far as saying, like, and, just, and I do want to say. I think that say, applies to anyone, though. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. For nurses, sure. business people, accountants, like, hey, like, make, like, not everything's a priority. <laughs> and that is okay. The for world sure. will not end if you do not do this one thing. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, I'll, I'll personally kind of piggyback off that and say, like, you know, with, with my journey and what I do, you know, you know, obviously running a gym business and, training clients you know there are a lot of situations where i also get asked often like pat can you do this can you help me with this 
And I'll be honest, there, you know, my emotional equity, my emotional battery does get drained, um, does get drained pretty easy. Um, so there are definitely are times where I can, I almost look at some situation, I'm like, oh man, I don't know, guys, like, I think I have to kind of hit that switch of just turning off. And I think there's a lot of moments that I, I will say in my own, I'm rambling now, but in, you know, in my personal journey, I found that. I used to take things super duper personal if I didn't get it, if I didn't get it finished. But these days, whenever I don't finish something or something doesn't work out, I kind of go like, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. You know what? Instead of working all night, I'm just going to go on a hike. I'm just going to trade off. I'm just going to choose one thing over the other. So I think that is so huge. Um, I love that. So do you mind if we ask like a little bit about like your personal like fitness goals and like what you're trying to achieve? Like, do you mind if we ask that? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so so tell us a little about your fitness journey, like how, and and I'm gonna use the word successful very loosely because I do think there's other parameters success in, in fitness. Like, how was your role as a teacher, as an educator, and like your fitness goal? Like, how successful you felt you have been in it? Uh, it's like up and down. Like, okay. there's moments of success. Um, there's moments of success, but then and like those feel really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there's moments like it's just really hard. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, like, it's true. so hard. Um, but I find that like focusing on like for me focusing on a number is not always most helpful. Like there are times where I'm like yes, like I there are times where I like, really focus on like BMI or I focus on my muscle mass or I focus mm-hmm. on like weight. And then there's other times like I recognize for my own self like that's the, that's not helpful. It's discouraging mm-hmm. um, because like I recognize what season I'm in. Like okay, I'm in a season where like right now like getting to this like is doable, mm-hmm. but like also like I'm having a really hard time outside of it. Mm-hmm. And so finding like other things to focus on that still feel good. Like oh like I'm lifting heavier. Like I yeah, have a new yeah, PR. Yeah. Like. Oh, like, that dress that I tried on, like, three weeks ago? Like, oh, it's fitting a little bit nicer now. Like, things like that, like, focusing on your health. Like, oh, like, man, like, I'm, like, my gut health feels really great. Like, I've been, like, having, like, or not feeling, like, bloated through the day. Or, like, oh, man, Mm -hmm. like, I'm crushing my water. Like, finding little things to celebrate. little ones. Like, I think those are just as important as the big ones. Because those are the things that, like keep you going because like the big ones don't happen all the time oh for sure <laughs> hell no like you're not like living your best like woo dropping weight like crazy or like really like adding on that muscle mass all the time like your body just isn't doing that mm-hmm. but what your body is doing is slowly changing and like your body is adapting to stress and your body is adapting to like the <laughs> the stress that school throws you or the stress yeah. your job throws you and saying that like okay like my body is not just like in this vacuum like, it is something going through the world. And, like, the world impacts that. It can be really helpful, I think. I love that. And, you know, and to kind of piggybacking off of that, like, the analogy I always tell people is, like, imagine your goal is on the top of a mountain. And you see this, like, this huge mountain. You're like, oh, my gosh, I get to get it all the way up there. I always kind of tell people, like, as long as you're going towards the mountain, like, you're okay. Like, it's going to take time. It's a journey, of course. Sometimes you might slip here and there. But as long as you're going towards it, that's all that really matters, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, Miss Maggie, Miss I guess Miss Schaefer, we should call you now, Miss Schaefer. Oh my gosh, um, I used to go by Miss Maggie, but not uh, anymore. No. <laughs> I love that, I love that. Um, I, I really want to say I super appreciate you coming on here and telling us like the role of a teacher because I'm not going to lie, I didn't realize how 
time demanding it is to be honest yeah. i thought it was like your i'm not gonna say typical like nine to five but i didn't realize there was so much more outside of that world and i think just like everyone who's listening in i think we should definitely give our teachers a little bit more love i think this year especially you guys have been in the past two years really i think teachers have been on the front lines of all kinds yeah. of things we're talking, and I don't want to get too cryptic over here, but, like, you know, there's been pa- a pandemic. There's been shootings. There's been yeah. all kinds. Of, and you guys are on the front lines. And, you know, we ask a lot of our teachers. And I honestly think teachers don't give anywhere near enough love, whether that's monetary or just, honestly, just like, just like gratitude. I think that we sometimes forget just how important your guys' role is. And I hope everyone listening to this kind of has, like, a little eye-opening moment of just, like, when you meet your teacher or you, you know, talk to your student's teacher or, you know, whatever the case may be, give them a break, you know, give them just like a little, a little. <laughs> well, like, I think like too, like my biggest thing for, like, I love hearing when people are like, oh, we should like love our teachers more. And it's like, well, like the things you can do to appreciate your teachers more are one, you can like go vote. Like you can okay. go, you can go vote. Um, because there's things up every single year on ballots, like. On, and you can vote, vote go vote locally because the local ballots always have things on them that impact schools and impact like our budgets or impact um, like what like things we have accessible to us, especially in the special education world. Um, like things that like my students need are on ballots all the time. Now, there's something so, I did not know. Go locally vote. Um, and the second thing you could do is that if you have a student in school, um, your teacher wants to partner with you like a thousand and ten percent like your student's teacher wants to work with you and like whenever we call you whether it's good or bad like it's never like we're never your child's enemy Mm. we are a thousand percent on your child's team and like we want to partner with you um and sometimes that partnering can be really hard Mm -hmm. but instead of thinking of your teacher like that phone call you get from a teacher it is like an opportunity to partner and um, I think instead of looking at us as like just like someone that your child spends time with um, or someone that teaches your child, looking at as like another cheerleader, another teammate of yours in the parenting world, like we're mm. here to support families as well. Um, and so like giving us as much information as you as you're willing to give us and like how to help partner and what best we can do to partner for you um, is super helpful. I love that. And and I'm glad you mentioned that because I I think especially like the ballot thing, I had no idea that was even a thing. I won't even lie to you. Um, So you guys heard her here first. So if you want to give our teachers a little bit more love in the world, don't just say we appreciate the teachers. Go out there and vote. If you never voted in a ballot, you don't know where to find them. Just do a little research. But I mean, you heard it here first. It's impactful. It means something. You know, the students get more resources. They get more help. And if we can help out the students more and help out the teachers more, I mean, I think that's just a win win overall. Um, Miss Maggie, I think it's my understanding that you are not on social media. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I had way too many kids spammed. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. <laughs> like, if I could become TikTok famous, I would at this point because, like, I got some stories. But oh. <laughs> no, not on social media. Um, but yeah, you could go find. There's so many great TikTok teachers to go follow and like <laughs> go learn go learn some more about the life we live. I love it. I love it. Normally, I would you know give like a little plug, but you know on social media, which shout out to you. So, um, I just do want to say, Miss Maggie, or I guess sorry, Miss Schaefer, Miss Schaefer. <laughs> um, I so appreciate you taking the time out to give us a little more insight of the world of a teacher. And again, I hope everyone listening to this that like you heard her experience, her journey, how she. I think the best point she made in this whole thing is you don't have to be perfect, essentially. 
about your fitness journey and i hope everyone really hears that and also don't forget to go and vote at your ballots because again i never knew that I'm not gonna lie to you so on that note miss schaefer i appreciate you taking the time out to do this and we will catch everyone on the next episode and thank you so much till next time